0: This is episode thirty-six of the Coffee Break Podcast. Today, we uh, well, we're talking with one of our very own team members, Aaron Beaver. He's joined us within the last month, and we are talking all things about generating content, documenting our story, talking about why your story is important. Aaron has a lot of experience in storytelling from visual concepts to motion graphics and video editing, and he is going to be sharing some of his insights, some of his perspectives on why story is important and why we focus on telling our story at LockDock. That's all part of the conversation today. Aaron Beaver is our guest. Grab a cup of coffee and join us for the conversation.
1: We got so much to say. We got a podcast to make, we're sipping on
0: lattes, and it's time for a coffee break, it's time for a coffee break, oh yeah. Alright, welcome back, really excited to have this conversation uh, with one of yes. my acquaintances, Yes, a very good acquaintances, sure. Aaron Beaver. <laughs> I appreciate that. We'll talk more about that in a yeah, little while. A, yeah. um, Aaron Beaver is one of our team members. Actually, a longtime friend of mine, but one of our team members now for yep. the past couple of weeks. Yeah, um, and has been around the organization in different capacities for a while. But we're excited to kind of talk with him today and chat about uh, telling a story. Yeah, and and why it is that we do some of the things that we do, including this right here, and and why this room looks the way that it is right now. It's been a very exciting transformation here over the last uh, several weeks. So we're going to talk about that in just a few minutes. But before we get to that, we do have a segment called Rapid Fire, and this is five randomly selected questions with a unknown point value for each one of them. So we'll go ahead and get started into that. You ready to go? I am. Okay. All right. So here we go. Rapid Fire question number one. What is your favorite part of the county fair?
1: Ooh, that booth where they fry everything.
0: (laughs) All fried foods. All the fried foods. I need to tell you a story sometime about I was recently on a trip to Minnesota and everybody asked me if I was going to the fair and I was expecting uh, a county fair.
1: Dude, no, not at all. It is crazy.
0: Yeah, but nobody told me that. Anyway, we'll talk about that later. Oh, man. Number two, what show on Netflix did you binge watch embarrassingly
1: fast? I think all of them. Any show, that's the problem with Netflix. Anything that I watch on Netflix, I just consume it. Yeah. So like Parks and Rec, uh, all of them. Like- any of those types of shows, comedies? So anything that
0: has a whole like season or series?
1: Yeah, seriously. Yeah, I, like if it's available, I'm gonna blast through them.
0: So I'll give you another one. Have you seen Live PD? I've not. You need to you need to <laughs> check out Live PD because that's another one that'll suck a lot of time oh, out of your no. life. Number three, what blog or website are you embarrassed to admit that you
1: love? Uh, well, I only have uh one website that I check. Um, honestly, lockdoc.net. Oh, cool. Forward slash connect. Um, it's Jalopnik. It's a car uh, automotive okay website. So I'm not embarrassed. Yeah, but that's the one.
0: What is what is the what is the the deal?
1: Everything car related. So they kind of uh just anything that's happening in the automotive world, okay. racing, new cars that are coming out. Like they they that's the first place it'll hit.
0: Cool. All right. Uh, let's see here. That is number three. Number four, what food could you not live without?
1: Uh, what food could I, my wife's. Mm. Guys, she is amazing cook. Like, no lie. Like, seriously, it's amazing. I got home two nights ago and we had fresh homemade cinnamon rolls.
0: Yeah. I saw the picture. They it, looked good. Amazing. Yeah.
1: But her cooking.
0: I was, I was food. expecting some the next morning, but I didn't. <laughs> they. She took
1: them to her work. Oh.
0: Uh, <laughs> All right, and then the last question. I've got two here, so I'm gonna, oh. I'm gonna, I'm gonna toss this one out, and then maybe we'll we'll follow up with a sixth question. But what interesting
1: skill do you want to learn? Uh, man, interesting skill that I want to learn. This is kind of, um, I, I don't, I, I don't know of an interesting skill that I want to learn. Hmm. I would love to be a little bit better at the things that I am good at at this moment, but a skill. Uh, I like to do a Rubik's Cube. I can do it to the second level, but I can't yep. get that third. So I, I need that third level of skill. So it would be a Rubik's Cube. All right,
0: there you go. And then the, the last question, which is not included in your scoring, but uh, what invention do you think – you're you're a big tech guy. Yeah, yeah. What invention do you think will be popular in the next 10 or 20 years?
1: Uh, the next 10 or 20 years in the progression, man, the, it's moving so fast. So 10 or 20 years – of what we used to think 10 or 20 years is, is yeah. not even relative um, because 10 or 20 years ago, personal computers were just like, not everybody had them. Yeah. Now everybody has a personal computer. And, and I say a, a flying device of some sort, fast communication, um, internet speeds of instantaneous. And I honestly believe we will learn how to get tech in, inside of us. Oh. Seriously. Seriously. To be able to access the that data. Yeah. Oh, mm, uh, I got gotcha. you. I know it's weird. Yeah, know that know is kind of it's it's cyborgish, but I think it's very close on the rim to being able to just access the data. Not necessarily that it's there. Yeah. But you could be able to access it to pull it in.
0: Cool. All right. So very good. Uh, that probably <laughs> did, I, did I pass? Yeah, you passed. Uh, seven hundred thirteen. Ooh, seven thirteen. So that's pretty high. Yeah, it's pretty pretty good score. I know. Um. All right. So, thank you very much for ta- taking time out of your busy schedule to to join us here today.
1: I appreciate the opportunity. This is a lot of fun. I've been waiting.
0: <laughs> this has been a while. Yeah, I, I was going to say you uh, joined us. I don't even know. It's been it's been eight months ago. Yeah, probably somewhere around there. You can scroll back through some of the old uh, episodes. And we were talking about kind of solopreneurship mm-hmm. and your your uh, suffer club yep. running uh, or. Yep. I guess would it's not really a running club. What would you classify it
1: It's it's just um self endurance. I would say anything endurance, anything pushing yourself. If pushing yourself is run, walking a mile, yeah. then you're a part of the club. If running a, you know, 24-hour race or 12-hour race or 5K or, or cycling, anything yeah. that's pushing yourself, you're part of the club. Just find some way to push your limits. So exactly.
0: All right. So um, you, we've talked a lot about that. Mm-hmm. Fast forward. Um, we're we're now sitting here. You joined our team. Yeah. Um, I don't even know exactly when it was now because these months are running together so fast. But I think it was the, the end of July mm-hmm. or something like that. Yep. And um, and the whole reason for that was as our company has continued to grow, we have continued to try to understand how we can uh, how we can tell our story better. Yeah. And so. Uh, we, as, because we have known each other for such a long period of time and kind of learned that process and you understood a lot about how LockDoc has been growing and how LockDoc has been operating, how can you come in and tell the story? So that's going to be kind of the first question. The first point of conversation is one, um, why should people tell their story? Why do, why do people care, right? Why do people care about, about the story?
1: The story is extremely important Uh, for a bunch of reasons, but one of the main ones that I feel is important why is because it allows the people that are coming on to capture the vision. Mm. So one of the things that LockDoc has done very well is the staff understand the story and have caught the vision very well. So I've been uh, been given the ability to see under the hood of LockDoc for quite a few years, as long as I've known you, and to understand the story and understand how Lock Doc has grown or how they have progressed or now the now that the staff is actually telling the story. Yeah. And so by sharing the story, it's it's really it's really important. Because especially in the service industry, a lot of times the tech or the things that you're selling are are, are disposable. They're only gonna stay alive for as long as that manufactured product and it's gonna evolve evolve. Yeah. yeah. So you think about the lock industry, okay? And and it was locks and now it's moved into the digital realm.
0: Yep.
1: Right. And then it moved into so much more. So if all you were doing was telling the products that you were sharing, or let's say the food industry, right? So it, like yeah. if you're sharing the story, it's it's so much more than just uh, just the products that we're serving. Take a local coffee shop in the area, not just coffee, yeah. right? Yep. And they've done a great job of telling their story. And, it, and where it's not just coffee. The name is great, yeah. right? But it, it's it's so much more about sharing the story. It's, um, and so for me, it's extremely important to understand the story, yep. to understand the angle of the story, and then find out ways for people on ramps to be a part of that story. Yeah. That's where people want to be. If you're not sharing your story, nobody has the ability to get on a part, to be a part of your story, and people want to be a part of something. Yeah. And so by sharing your story wherever it is, wherever you want to pick it up. It's not necessarily the beginning. Sure. It could be the middle to the end of the story, just giving them an opportunity to be a part of it. So,
0: With that said, because I think you set up kind of the understanding of, of why you would tell a story. Yeah, One of the things that I feel like I have learned through t- talking with people and I know that you have dealt with it because of, of the storytelling capacity that you've been in for the past 15 years is people often undervalue their story. Oh, 100%. Well, nobody wants to know about this or that or why this company started or what we do. Like, it's not really that important or just even an individual story. So what is the kind of conversation that you have with people? What is the rebuttal you have when people say, well, you know, hey, our story is not that important, so we don't need to tell it.
1: I would first off tell you you're dead wrong because your your story is extremely important. And there's a, a lot of reasons why the story is important. And a lot of reasons why I look at stories to be important, because for me, a story gives me a glimpse into hope of what was and what could be. Mm -hmm. So for a lot of people, especially like the LockDoc story of of the evolution of LockDoc, we're not going to get into that. But to understand that story for me on the other side, to know like this is a venture that I want to definitely be a part of. Mm -hmm. This is a company that I want to be a part of because I understand the story. And I know that where I'm coming on at the on-ramp is just the tip. I mean, like, the the growth is so much more. And it's only because I know the story. Yeah. Right? So, if I was externally, and I'm a content creator, there's no reason for me to come to a locksmithing company, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A security company, right? Sure. And so, but because I know the story, I'm like, oh, of course. Yeah. Like, I'll, I'll stop what I'm doing, and I will pivot in my business and come be a part of what you're doing because I know your story. Yeah. So that that right there, being able to share your story, you're giving people some hope. One, if you're in the industry and you're doing it really well, yeah. it's important to share your story because now you become the leader. Now you become the people that come that come to you and talk to you. Yeah. So a lot of what you see on the web is people sharing their story. They just now become, they may not be doing it as good as you. Sure, yeah. But who cares? You're not sharing your story. I'm sharing my story, so now I'm better than you. No matter the fact that I could be going under, like the the ship could be sinking, I'm still telling my story. Yeah, and so look at Gary V. Yeah,
0: as I was going to say I, I reference Gary V. a lot on on the podcast because he's he's one of these guys where you have to watch with caution. But when you watch him, his whole mantra is document over creating. Just document what's going on the good and the bad you know show show the show what you've learned show where you're failing show where you're winning um and you, and and it it's just sharing that so people do business with people 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 want to do business with somebody that they understand they don't want to do business with some you know uh, organization that they're not familiar with right. so if you're in that space you take the Gary V space where he has the VaynerMedia. media well if you looked at all of the options out there VaynerMedia sticks out by far, one, because they're having a constant conversation with people, and two, they're telling you, hey, we know who we're doing business with. This is not just some figment of, an, of a company that that we don't know. All that to say, and this has been something that we've had this conversation quite uh, quite frequently around here, is somebody like VaynerMedia, mm-hmm. so we could just kind of take that whole Gary V thing, is not a company right now that LockDoc is in the capacity to to work with. Correct. Right. They're they're a little above where we're right. where we're able to achieve. However, there's a constant conversation mm-hmm. happening. Mm-hmm. And at a point, five years, two years, whatever down the line, if we ever needed that, where's the first place that we're going to go? Dude, right there. Because because you know that. So in the same thing with with telling your story consistently, mm-hmm. maybe it's not with people that and and again I've never engaged with Gary Vee, Gary Vaynerchuk. I, I, there, there's no connection there. I'm not liking his stuff all right. the time, but I'm aware of him. Mm-hmm. And it's the same kind of conversation that that businesses have to have as well. Just a reminder, you're listening to the Coffee Break podcast. Also, we wanted to let you know that our team puts together a weekly blog post. You can find it at locdoc.net slash blog. It's guaranteed to raise your IQ by 12 points or your money back. So it's pretty much a win-win all right back to the conversation
1: so you look at gary gary v just we're going to use him as an example at this moment the amount of content that he's putting out even if his content is garbage yep okay even if his methods are terrible the amount of content that is hitting the market puts him in a position of leadership and so that's one of the things that marketing strategies and telling your story essentially it's not necessarily like if, let's say you do a project where you're going to tell your story, tell your story, instead of doing a 30 minute video, look at what Gary V has done, cut it into one minute segments and yeah. have 30 videos. Yeah. So literally for the next 30 days, you cut part of your story. And so, so he's learned how to mass hit the market and mm-hmm. spread it. That's not, a lot of companies aren't going to do that because it can feel sleazy. Yep. Okay. So yep. as much as Gary V, like I, as much as I love his content, I consume it. At, at some point I'm like, it gets overwhelming. It does. It, yeah. it definitely gets overwhelming.
0: So, but it's part of, it's, it's part of the the concept of you're telling your story continually. He has a storyline. Right. Gary V is in a business to make money so right. that he can buy the New York jets. Like, Correct. That's his story. That's his. He, he was an immigrant. His family was an immigrant mm-hmm. to the United States. And, you know, you, so you know his story.
1: Gary Vee, you can send us the money that we're getting from this. <laughs> like we just sent you so many followers. So
0: But but that's his whole storyline. And so and so the understanding of that and he's just he's just reemphasizing. Correct. It. Now that's not for everybody, like no. you just said, but the relevance of do you even know what Gary V does? The products and the <laughs> services that Gary V offers.
1: I know he does wine. Okay. I know he bought uh, K-Swiss shoes but other than that I don't couldn't tell you what VaynerMedia does okay
0: so that, <laughs> it, it's very interesting
1: it but you know who he is I and do. you
0: know what mm-hmm. you know the storyline along the, mm-hmm. the organization so my question with that and that's yep. one of the points that I have here is um, why do we as LockDoc Security not talk about products because that's that's one of the you, know, you look at those two mm-hmm. things and we have these conversations all the time right when I was on my way Over here to the studio, Mike stopped me in the back and he said he was just on a customer site and the guy said, oh, wow, I didn't know you guys did all this stuff. Right. So, but we don't, because we don't talk about product all the time. Why would we not do that?
1: Product, like I said at the beginning, product is going only, it's got a shelf life. Yeah. And, and honestly, the great part about LockDoc is not the product. Yeah. It's, it's our techs. Yeah. It's the service that we provide. Yeah. So for us to discredit for us to 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 promote our product yep. it's a discredit for to our where to our true quality is mm. a lot of the people out there your techs or your business is actually the most important thing that you're doing yeah and for you to talk about a job that you're doing is discrediting honestly the service that you're providing because most of your clients are actually not coming to you because of the product yeah. They're coming to you because of the service. Yeah,
0: because people do business with people. Mm-hmm. And that's finding finding those connections, mm-hmm. building those relationships. It's, it's part of that entire conversation. It's not transactional. We're not just here, buy this widget, move on. You're building relationships with people and solving their problems for them in that related space. A hundred
1: percent. And I think a lot of times the marketing strategy, that's easy, low-lying fruit. Yeah. That's easy. So it's very easy to grab a, a lock, mm-hmm. right? It's yeah. very easy to grab this and say, Hey, this is what that's that's the easy part. Yeah. Creating a story around a technician providing a service or fixing a solution or making our customers the hero. Yeah. Right. We're the guide. Yeah. At the end of the day, we are lock lock lockdock is the guide. Yep. We're we're not the hero. Yeah. We're here to make you the service that we provide you. That's that's
0: well, we we had that conversation yes. fairly uh, recently, and probably very uh, animated. Oh, very yeah. animated! I chopped a lot of wood. <laughs> we, we don't, you know, we don't protect people and property, right? As a, as an organization, we're not we're we are in the security space from a security product standpoint, but we don't physically. That's correct. We're not physically protecting. Me. We're helping people mm-hmm. to implement those those products into their organizations, into their businesses, or what have you. So we're we're uh, guiding them on. Best practices mm-hmm. to implement these products and you know install them for them or whatever, but we're not the ones that are physically protecting them. So we're guiding them down that mm-hmm. line That's rather correct. than being that person that says, "Ta da! I solved all your
1: problems." Right? Because we're we're honestly a problem problem solving company. Yeah, I mean we really are. And so from that stance, we could offer you a variation of products. Mm-hmm. We're not one. Like if you don't want this, you can't go with us, and that's that's a thing a, a thing for a lot of companies. You pigeonhole your customers to say you can only do this. If yep. you don't do this, you got to go with someone else, sure. and that's not Lockdoc. We're a problem solving. So you come with us with a problem, and our solution doesn't fit that problem. Yeah, we're here to fix that problem. Yeah, it doesn't matter what it is. X is the problem. We'll we'll put whatever product we need on it. Yeah, or we'll do or we'll su- suggest the correct thing that we feel, and then if that doesn't meet your problem, if that doesn't check all your boxes, mm. we can still fix that problem.
0: I think we should rename everybody's title in the organization just problem solver.
1: Dude, I agree. I, like, honestly, like, for me, I have taken that on, like, it, my title here is content creator, right? Yeah. Like
0: Well, we, we labeled you the chief content creator. Chief content so.
1: creator. But, like, honestly, I, I have found myself to be a label that I put on myself as a problem solver. Yeah. And so I love to look at things from the problem, work it backwards. Yeah. So if it's a story, that's the way well, I do.
0: Well, but that's that's kind of my my thought is like you, Lucas, who's mm-hmm. our our app developer, right? Well, he's a problem solver. Dude, he, he is, is a great problem solver, solving problems that we have from yes. an organization management process of, of data. Uh, Levi Great. dude, he's a problem solver for customer service. Right. Nathan, Nathan is a problem solver for scheduling. Right. Mike and Andrew, mm-hmm. problem. Sol- yeah, I could go through the whole Every list. One of our All techs. our technicians are problem right. solvers out in the field. Right. Yeah, that's what we should just name everybody a problem solver. Dude. Accounting, they're solving. They are. We are problems. very
1: appreciative of our accounting department. <laughs> Thank you, guys.
0: <laughs> so uh, anyway, so you're yeah. telling a story. Yep. We don't talk about products yep. because we're talking about yep
1: the service, and the, the yep.
0: service, and 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 helping people mm-hmm. get to that because the pro the, we're not selling one widget over right. and over again. Right. So let me ask you this. Um, I kind of want to shift gears a little bit as we as we are, are talking through this conversation. In the previous time that you set in a similar yep. setup and we had a conversation um, on, on the podcast several months ago, we were talking about solopreneurship. Mm-hmm. And you were at that time your own...
1: Yeah, own boss. Doing, own doing my boss, thing. Doing your thing. Living in my... Working in my container. Like living <laughs> it up. Working, working in,
0: the, in the container. And here's the question. What changes... I know there are a lot of things, but you know the concept, and we talked about this a couple of weeks ago in one of the uh, Monday motivation videos, is the difference between running alone mm-hmm. and running together. And yeah. in, that, in that analogy, we were talking about physically running by yourself, yep. pushing yourself versus yep. running with others and how much farther you could go. How are you seeing that transition from doing your own thing to now joining a team that you're part of a bigger bigger overall goal.
1: So I am one of those people that get energy from being around people. And so very early on working in the container, I I knew that I was either going to have to bring somebody on or join someone's vision. And so this was a conversation that me and my wife had very, very periodically. We had periodically because we just knew. I work really well with people. I am a person that you can tell their vision, mm-hmm. and I will take it farther than they ever thought. Yep. Case in point: this studio. Yeah, you told me you had a certain level, and my goal was to exceed that level. Yeah, and guys, it is really, really nice. Like, I, there's very few things that I'm like. Very very proud of this is really good. It's like uh, if if you're listening to this podcast, you should
0: definitely go to Facebook, YouTube, yeah, uh, find the video and yes. watch it because it's incredible to see the difference of one week ago versus today. Correct. We're in a completely different room, completely different. But anyways, yeah.
1: And so so knowing that this was something that I love to do, I was able to create content and products for people. Yeah, but I really wasn't able to. As long as they, as long as I was there to make a video for them, but it wasn't long term stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, me, I'm the type of person where I want to see continual growth. Yeah. And so, it was, it was a hard decision, but it was something that I knew I needed. Yeah. So I was willing to give up the easy life, the uh, like the the commute, the ten foot commute <laughs> to now forty five minutes to an hour and thirty. Sure each way yep. to be a part of uh, to be a part of something and i know that's a large give up like you know uh, we had lunch with someone today and i told him on the car the two months prior to me coming here i worked uh 48 hours in a month yeah and i'm commuting 30 hours in a month now yeah. to a, a job where i'm working you know a lot, a lot and yep. i'm enjoying it like I know I'm in the honeymoon stage, but it was willing, I, it was, I was willing to make that decision to be a part of something greater than just what I was a part of. Yeah. And it's, it,
0: it helps as a whole because we've even talked about this, um, here internally and, and we could go off on all kinds of rabbit trails with right. this because it's, it's finding the right people. You know, it's the old, it's, if you've read the book Traction, he talks about putting the right people in the right seat on the bus. Right. Right. And just having, you know, as we have started to bring additional people into the organization, there's other, other benefits that happen that you don't necessarily intend. Right. So, all right, the goal is come in here and improve the quality of the content that we're delivering, improve the quality of the documentation that we're doing. But the, the other things that have happened as a result of it, were unintentional, but they're they're beneficial, mm-hmm. and the, it brings energy with other departments. Right. And we're finding ways to elevate and bring everybody to the next level. And I, I think that's that whole philosophy of running alone versus running together. Right. Is as people come together and find their groove, mm-hmm. kind of find their their place in the organization, they can help take things farther than what was ever expected. For sure,
1: for sure. You know, being a part of the team and finding your place and and, you know, what you said right there, prior to this, I had had many other job opportunities, mm-hmm. some outlandish stuff, like some stuff that you'd be crazy to turn down. But I just knew it wasn't the right fit. And I think that for me was, was the big thing. Like when you first initially had this conversation with me, like, I got off, I, I went out to, a got in the car and called Brittany and I was like, babe, I think I'm going to do this. And she was like, what? Are you, what? Like, I had no idea. It just felt right. And yeah. I think that's the thing for a lot of people. You're, you're going to find, there's going to be a seat that you're going to sit in. You're going to have the opportunity to sit one moment or the opportunity to see yourself visually in that seat. And you're going to be like, dude, I, I'll give everything up to do this. Yeah. And I and I felt that way in that, and uh, it, it's just. I mean, I'm I'm excited about it. Like I I know what we're doing right now is just the tip, yeah. And um, I have a lot. I have a, a a good skill that I've crafted, yeah. And we're only just right now touching the tip, and it's it's been nice.
0: Well, and one of the cool things I think with um, it, it was it was something actually. I was having a conversation with somebody else in the organization. I believe it was a couple of days ago, and they said something. They were they had been uh, away at a conference, and they were talking with some other people there about you know how they were frustrated with implementing or trying to get things implemented within the organization. And every time they brought it up, it just got squashed. And the guy said, "Well, I don't I don't run into that. Like if I come up with an idea, Dude. it's like let's go get it, you know." And and I think that the the reason that I bring that up is. That is, that's what's happening. It's, all right, this is a general direction that we're headed in. Mm-hmm. What do you think? How can we make this better? Mm-hmm. Because I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I have the, the the level that we were at before from a content standpoint mm-hmm. was stretched well past my capacity, mm-hmm. well past Chris's capacity, well past everything that we could do. And now it's okay. We got to go to the next level. Mm-hmm. Same thing with content create or with uh, with app development. Mm-hmm. Same thing with right. some of the accounting stuff that we've brought in. Same thing with uh, with project management. All of those training. You know, yep. you you name it down the line, and you see the structure of growth. It's because you say, okay, we're we're finding people. We're trying to create a vision and a direction, and then we're bringing it all together.
1: It it that idea and that thing where he's away and he's talking to other p- employees. At other jobs, and they're like, "Man, my ideas are getting shot down." I will tell you that is one of the one of the most cra- the craziest thing that I realized being here at Lockdock. So I have come in, I've made coffee, I've hung yeah. out at the office, like I've actually come and created videos here to mm-hmm. you know where I've been able to work in the office. But I did not realize the staff culture that that we had until our most recent most recent Wednesday morning meeting. Mm. And, and and I'll just kind of give you an under the hood of of one more of the reason why I, I made the decision to come here. In the Monday morning meeting, Wednesday morning meeting, sorry, all of the staff had the opportunity to share the the key leaders and had the opportunity to talk through, but they always talked about always improving. Mm-hmm. And they talked about having other people in other departments come and give them input because they could see something that they could not they they couldn't see because of the circumstances the vision that they had. Mm-hmm. So somebody brought up a uh, the accounting department coming and looking at the the warehouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it just it was just it's it's pivotal because that's not a that's not a normal culture. Yeah, people don't like to be uh their stuff to be analyzed or criticized or, or even or changed. And here at Lockheed, it's quite different. It's like hey, we just built this. How could it be better? Yeah like no. how could we tear it apart and make it better and that it honestly like it, it it's a big deal it's really a big deal so well
0: it's it's really cool uh from the other side of things to see the ownership happening of yeah. this is this yep. is a thing that I'm working on but it's a thing that we all worked on and improved Yeah, i can remember several years ago uh we were we were having a meeting and asking for some feedback on some processes and and somebody asked a, a simplistic question like um is there a, in in one of our old systems we had a limitation of like four pictures that we could add. And they were just pictures. You Literally, there was a work order and you would just put pictures on there. No idea what the pictures <laughs> were. The only person that knew what the pictures meant was the person that put them on there. There was no description, anything. And somebody said, is there a way that we can like, I don't know, put a description with the picture so that it makes it easier for people to to see? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. How long has this been a problem? You know? And and yeah. we, we changed that yeah. that day. Yeah. And you know it was like the best thing ever. Yeah. You know? And I I didn't come up with that. Yeah. Other people came up with that and they just said, hey, this is a problem that we see. Hey, this is how we can implement it. So it's it's trying to find that. And those are the type of stories. Stories, right. That yep. you have to figure out how to communicate so that, again, that was, you, know, you literally, you'd go back probably four or five years ago for that, that story to happen. Mm-hmm. So- the amount of people that have come into this organization four or five years ago don't didn't realize that or may not realize that, and so you've got to find ways to share that this is an open forum right? because, like you said, it is typically unnatural, right? And so you know you have to kind of set the stage of a storyline to say this is this is how we operate. We're right. looking for feedback because we want to be in a state of always improvement. Always improvement. Yeah. Always so if improving. yeah,
1: if you if you if you were an employee and you knew that a business was like this out there that would take your suggestions yeah you, you most people because most people go to their job and there's no there's no benefit of input any involvement yeah no our employees yeah. everybody that works here has buy-in because they know that their voice will actually be heard so the the process and what they're doing to advance it and make it better yeah they're actually there's some buy-in our techs that are, are driving trucks, they could come in and suggest something to the to the office staff, yeah. and it would actually be a a real life like implementation. Yeah. Our office staff has went out and rode with people in the trucks mm-hmm. because we can see something that they can't see, and our truck staff will listen to us, and our office staff will listen to the truck. It's just yeah. the way that it works here in the business. Yeah. And so, if an employee, if we could share that story, yeah, us getting empl- job uh, like good people, yeah.
0: It's a no-brainer. I remember, and p- part of a story, right? So here's yeah. here's a storyline that I heard. This was this was at a completely different organization. Uh, I was just having a conversation with two people that were a part of an organization. Yep. And they were they were talking about the fact that they felt like all they did, they were told how to do what they were supposed to do, and they were supposed to be in a, in a space where they had a little bit of creative freedom. Mm-hmm. But every time that they presented what it was that they were asked to do, they were they were told how to redo it in the way that made sense from mm-hmm. somebody else's perspective. So they eliminate, essentially choked out the creative capacity of the people that were operating in those roles. And it was a very impactful conversation for me to listen to because I was not connected to that at all. I was just kind of an outsider paying attention going, well, that's something interesting because I was hearing a very candid conversation about something that didn't, didn't necessarily directly affect me. And it's something that we try to keep in mind around here. Are we perfect at it? No, not at all. But it is something that I understand. I try to understand when you're asking somebody to do something, if you can give them a vision and parameters and let them go at it, if it comes back different than what you expected, assess it for maybe it's better than it was, than, mm-hmm. it, than you expected. Right. Um, you know, case in point with this studio here, we walked in here. I remember when we walked in here and it was dirty carpet and torn up walls. <laughs> And I was like, this is our new studio, <laughs> um, you know, trying to figure out how to, yeah. how to say, okay, this is, this is a, an idea mm-hmm. and go at it. Yeah. And what, as it turned out is much better than what I, what I would have done, you know, uh, but it's much better than I expected. So, so I was trying to find so out.
1: let me ask you just one question. Uh, because that, that's not how this works. I know this is not how it works. <laughs> So the culture that we've created here at Lockdock mm-hmm. giving people the opportunity to, to share their inputs. Mm-hmm. How do you feel? Cuz I know the way that I would have done it, but how how have you made it comfortable for your staff to feel like that their voice would be heard and that their ideas wouldn't be dumb and crushed and where they would not Um it's we've not done a good job at
0: it all the time. Uh, there there was many many times where somebody brought up an idea and I was like that's dumb we're not doing that in a public forum and then I was like that was not smart (laughs) like you know it takes a long time to undo that Um, what the way that we've seen some success with it is somebody brings up an idea we tally it on a Mm -hmm. board and try to figure out what is priority or not and then the ones that are implemented when they're implemented we come back and say this was implemented because you asked for it so
1: okay so here's a tangible takeaway for this podcast because this I think as leaders, if you're wanting to do something great for your organization, he, he said it right there, you want to take all of the suggestions, mm-hmm. don't criticize any of them, yep. L- just tally them, and then the key leadership that needs to make the decision, go behind closed doors, hack them to pieces. Like, seriously, take a machete to the to the suggestions, but don't do it in front of the people, because as soon as you stifle their suggestions, they're going to close down.
0: Well, and I'll add one extra on that because we've done it both ways, uh, but we've also uh, done it in a sense where we list out everything that's suggested and then we give everybody. And I learned this tactic from being in some other meeting. Give everybody a vote. And then they go in and vote what's important, right? Because you've got 30 ideas on the board. You've got 30 people in the room. Give everybody a vote. It'll quickly narrow that down to five or 10. Right. You take those five and 10, five or 10 and set them over to the side. And now you say, okay, now everybody's got to vote yep. and vote on these top five. And you'll quickly find the one that's priority. There you go. Once that's found as priority, then everybody has buy-in Yeah, because the the group came up with the idea, the group voted on it, the group decided what the priority was. All I did at that point or all any of the leader did at that point was facilitate it. And then now it's carried out with a high level of empowerment and a high, high level of ownership because they came up with the idea. They see it as the most relevant thing to be fixed in the organization rather than Somebody in a leadership position walking in and going, "This is the next thing, and mm. we're all going to do this together." Yeah. Um. It's so it's it you get you it it gets a faster buy-in for the organization for sure because they came up with it.
1: Yeah. No, I love that. That's that's kind of like how won the uh, SOP for the exactly. coffee machine. <laughs>
0: yeah. No, you're you're actually that is case in point, and that was facilitated by Levi. Yeah. He's, he was talking about. Uh, different things that needed to be uh, SOPs done, yep. standard operating procedures. And and I said, run this process. And he, <laughs> he did it. And I suggested the outcome SO- is a coffee, <laughs> the coffee machine. I
1: suggested a coffee machine. And literally, it won the vote. Everybody voted to create a SOP for the coffee. So sometimes it backfires on it you. It does. Yeah. But hey, they didn't shoot it down. And we're going to have a phenomenal SOP for I can't the coffee wait. machine. I can't,
0: I can't wait to see it. It's going to be good. Yeah. it's going to set a new standard. It is. All right. Thank you very much for your time. We need to wrap up because we have, uh, we've been chatting for a while here, but it's been very good and valuable information. Finding ways to tell your story. One, so that you can communicate it to your team as your team continues to evolve and grow. And two, so that you can communicate it to your customers of who they're doing business with. Correct. Um, And it's, I mean, you could have a step number three there of, be intentional about finding out the story of your customer. Correct, uh, because now you're able we didn't to even really touch on that. Yeah, you're you're even ba- able to solve their problems better if you yep. understand their story. Yep. All right, that's all the time we've got for today. If you uh, if this is your first time watching or listening uh, to the podcast, uh, we're in a new studio, and I don't know what camera I'm supposed to be looking at. But uh, th- <laughs> this is uh, this we do this every single week. We have a brand new episode. Uh, it comes out at 9 a.m. on Facebook, YouTube, uh, Insta, uh, uh, Twitter, and lockdoc.net slash live and then it's uploaded on the audio version shortly thereafter and you can subscribe on whatever podcast network you like to listen to we'd love to have you join us for that on a weekly basis Um, if you have any suggestions or comments please leave those below and we'd love to hear from you and we will see you next time here on the coffee break podcast to learn more about the topics discussed today and to connect with us online to hear all of the episodes available, visit LockDoc.net slash podcast.
1: We got so much to say. We got a podcast to make. We're
0: sipping on lattes and it's time for a coffee break. It's time for a coffee break. Oh. oh. The Coffee Break Podcast is brought to you by LockDoc Security. We'd love to connect with you online on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and LinkedIn. Just search L-O-C-D-O-C-I-N-C.